Well, as a dental student, it's always good to just, you know, get more education so that when we come out, we're more prepared for the real world. Not that we don't learn enough in dental school, but you can never have too much knowledge, right? Interacting with other dentists, learning from them, you know, having a support system that you can communicate and rely on, that's definitely something that you can't get just on the online medium. When you come to these courses, these people have been working for like several years, 30 years, 40 years of their experiences, and they share not just theirs, but um, everything from literatures. I'm going to learn how to not use my dental brain and... Um, be able to just speak to a patient and explain things in a more layman's terms. I think that we don't know what we don't know and the more you come to these events the more that you can figure out what you need to research more. I mean I'll come to this event I've been taking some notes but now I'll use that to find more articles, find more research, that kind of thing. Dr. Paul Goodman is great. He's like multi-specialty, multitasking kind of dentist mentor. I think Paul puts out really great content. I think he is a person who genuinely cares about the future of dentists coming out of school. He genuinely cares about us getting the information we need to succeed. And you know, he puts out fantastic courses for young associates and for even dentists who are just uh, in however many years of practice to learn, grow their practice, and grow their skill sets. It's been an amazing event. I can't believe he can put this all together. It looks like everyone here, and the amount of work put into it is amazing. Even if I, I won't be able to be here in person, I'll definitely buy the live stream, So, which is I would highly recommend. Uh, two days of full, like, power-packed learning. Keep doing the same events. We really like it. And the way he connects everyone through the Facebook or, you know, whatever the social media he uses, it's great. So keep doing it. Welcome to the Dental Amigos podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world, all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney-client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com. And now, here are The Dental Amigos. Hello, everyone. I'm Rob Montgomery, and I'm joined, as always, by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Goodman. Great to be here, Rob. It's great to see you, Paul, as always. And uh, welcome to another episode of The Dental Amigos. Today, we're joined by the dynamic duo of Laura Maley and Michael Anderson, who are the joint force behind Wonderist Agency, a full-service marketing agency that specializes in assisting dentists. Uh, taking over a stale industry of dental marketing that is dominated by a one-size-fits-all approach that is still crowded by old dudes with dated ideas. Laura Maley and Michael Anderson have found a niche in the emerging dental marketing space as the new fresh kids on the block. And with an approach that is so personalized, you would think that they work in your office. Uh, and now, without further ado... Here are Laura Maley and Michael Anderson. Welcome, amigos, and thanks for being on the show. Thanks. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. All right. So uh, I'm really excited uh, to, to chat with you guys for the next little bit. And you know, when Paul and I were talking earlier, you know, we really uh, look at you and, and the work that you guys do as being you know, innovative and, and really at the forefront of uh, of technology and, and marketing. So. Uh, I'm excited to hear about 
what your insight is and kind of where you see that world going and we'll chat about some of that but first we have to get some of the uh, the really yeah. important stuff Paul, so, so uh, yeah of course over uh, on the top of my mind if we're in san diego and i'm joining you guys uh, for nachos where are we going and what is your favorite topping oh man well we this is I don't well, know. There's, there's a, oh, there's a go-to. There's a go-to. So, so our office is uh, in Point Loma, a uh, really beautiful part of San Diego. We're right by Liberty Station. Um, and Liberty Station is a great place to go. There's the public market, so I want to give it a shout-out, but we're not going to go there. Um, Laura and my favorite spot to go, uh, and you'll frequently find this here, is a little uh, fish shack called Mitch's Seafood. And what's really cool about this place... He said nachos. Oh, nachos? Yeah, nachos. nachos That's it. They, do they have nachos there? Don't you worry. They have nachos there, too. Absolutely. Um, so you go there. You get to, like, sit, uh, you know, all the fishing boats come in and out. Uh, they've got nachos uh, with a little seafood flair. They've got some, uh, I think, like, calamari nachos or something like that. Oh, I like that. that. Yeah, that's that's, cool. that's unique. Yeah, right. Well, I'm going to be in San Jose in February. I'm very bad with geography. Is that close to San Diego? I'm not sure, but I'll come down and join you. <laughs> not really. <laughs> the big west space is all relative out here. So, you know, it's close as it needs to be, I suppose. Nice. So, you know, we talk to, to clients a lot and just talking to dentists, even in an informal setting. And I kind of one of the things that I kind of observe is that a lot of people, when they're doing their marketing, they think, OK, I have a website uh, or I have a, uh, a Facebook page for my business and that that's kind of it. And then sometimes they'll say, well, you know, I don't know why my, my marketing's not not going any better or why I'm not attracting more patients or more traffic. And, you know, I obviously see the people that do it well, and I can compare and contrast what they're doing and not doing. But I think a lot of people kind of fall into that trap that, hey, you know, we can just check the box, we've done that, and move on and, and worry about other things in our business. Uh, let's, you know, where where what do you say to a person like that uh, when they when they think they've, They've done what they need to do with this merely establishing a presence in, in both of those places. Yeah, I think, you know, box checking is is symptomatic of business ownership in, in a way. Um, and I think some of the people who you see succeed and I think many of the practices and doctors that we see succeed um, have an innate nature where they know they have to continue to service every aspect of their business and evolve it and grow it and be engaged in it, even if they don't particularly like or love that aspect of their business. And so I think the people whom we see be most successful who continue to crank up the dials and the volume on the, the new patients that they're getting in the door and the creative and exciting things that they're doing with their marketing are the people who want to make sure that they are engaged to some extent in their marketing and in hearing what we have to say and in taking recommendations and spitballing with us on the phone. Um, and I'm going to kind of tag Michael and it sounds like he wants to add. Yeah, the, the biggest thing that, that we see 100% is, you know, most of the, the marketing campaigns uh, or uh, channels that we use are platforms to say something. It, you know, I like to look at it as you're getting on a box and you're getting an opportunity to, to give a speech. And the problem that we see is many companies in the dental marketing space are worried about creating products that scale well for them. It's something that they can build quickly. And what that means is that you end up having a lot of websites, a lot of social media content, a lot of direct mailers, the list goes on, that are cookie cutter. And, and you know, the thing that anyone that's heard Laura and I talk before that we always kind of, you know, beat up on 
is the culture of stock imagery or stock video. It's inauthentic, and I think that's where people make the biggest mistake. You know, if you, if you want to evaluate your marketing right now while you're listening, go on your website, go on your social media, you know, look at the sign you have outside of your office or your window cling. Does that have a photo of you and your team or patients that you've gotten permission to, to use imagery from? Or uh, is, it, is it a stock image of, you know, we always like to joke about grandma and grandpa sitting in a field like it's a Cialis commercial, you know, like that's something <laughs> with. We, we don't, we, we hit next really, really quick, you know. Right. So um, I think that being authentic is the number one way to overcome box checking. Yeah, that's cool. It's funny when you were saying that both uh, Paul and, and Dan Marine of our producer here were nodding yeah. vehemently. Uh, I want to know who carried the bathtubs to the field. That was that's what I want to know. Right? That commercial. <laughs> that, that part didn't make sense. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. That is odd. Um, I, as a dentist myself, I mean, so that's awesome uh, advice, and I couldn't agree more. You just as a dentist, you wear um, so many hats. How do you see your clients, the ones that are successful, or the ones that? dig into this with you, what kind of traits do they have? Because um, when I get into my office, sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm just putting out fires all day and, and dealing with what's in front of me and all of these ideas are great. It's just that trying to find a way to fit them in or fit them into your dentist's mind is tough. I'd love for our listeners to learn a little bit about some of your more successful clients and what kind of traits they have. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's different tiers of successful clients. I'm going to talk about the one that is probably the most common one first. And, and what I'm going to say is going to sound self-serving, but I think anyone that's, you know, owned a business or probably even just worked in business uh, will, will agree with this. Um, the clients that are the most successful, I think, are ones that come to us and, and we clearly define goals. And they say, listen, you guys are the professionals. Um, we're going to let you uh, do your job. And, and I'll tell you, the relationships are the hardest are the ones where people come in and, and you know, it's, it's just a back and forth where we can't work in the, the process or the manner that we're, we're typically used to. Again, I think our dentists listening can relate to that. I know everybody has those difficult patients that come in and they start telling you how they want you to do your job. And, and that's always going to be a hard relationship. So I think that's the first thing. Um, the other big one that we notice is uh, people that do have an eye for numbers. And, and, you know, our best clients are ones that come to us with an understanding of their, their business numbers uh, from the beginning. When we do an onboard call or even our first sales call, we ask about what your, your monthly production is on average, what your average new patients are, where those new patients are coming from. You know, if you're tracking that in a way that's tracked and trackable, those are all things that are really important. And I think our clients that, you know, maybe have some question marks when we start that conversation struggle a bit more and, and, you know, clients that really value that information are much more in step with us. Our pro-level clients, and these are the ones that are our top performing clients, have this other um, it quality that I think is important. And, you know, I'm a big believer in saying, you know, you have to lean into your strengths. And some people have this and some people don't. And I think it's a really hard thing to learn. But there are people that just naturally self-promote. We have some people that, you know, without any formal marketing training, they're, you know, part of all these organizations and their community. They're involved in different charities. There's articles being written about them because they're movers and shakers. They're happy to pull out their phone and take a video and do a Facebook Live because they love doing it. And, you know, that's the next level. When, when you have that personality and you're just outgoing and, uh, and you're constantly branding yourself because you're just dynamic, those, those are the A-plus clients. I mean, and, and again, I, I don't think that's something you can always train. It's certainly something you can identify and work towards. That's great. I, I, know, I know a dentist that's like <laughs> that. Uh, I forget. Uh, 
Oh yeah, he's uh, kindly yeah. annoying you. Though. That's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's a trait that I, I I enjoy doing too. I just think that you know it's one of our themes here on the Dental Amigos is stuff they didn't teach you in dental school, and this just fall, falls right into it. And I mean, this is actually one where I won't come down too hard on dental school because they didn't always even know what was coming down the way with technology, but they never really talked to us about marketing and advertising. Uh, just you know, from a numbers perspective, when you said your clients know their numbers, what percentages roughly are they devoting to marketing? And I'm just going to give you a client who produces a hundred thousand dollars a month, and they come to you and say, "Hey, I'm doing no marketing. I'd like to work with you." What What's usually a good budget for someone like that? It kind of. I mean, I hate to give the loose answer, but it kind of depends on what their objectives are. Um, but I would say anywhere from two to ten percent of their production. I think a good a good middle ground to split the numbers there is you know we see a lot of our practices in the five to six percent range, um, but yeah it, you know again we're seeing a lot of practices come to us with goals of growth you know they could say hey listen I just invested in Ceric technology and I really want to have my business grow in that direction um, you know or we have some people that are saying I'm I'm working to drop insurance uh, you know those are all things that require some more aggressive uh, marketing campaigns uh, other people are saying listen I'm I'm happy let's just let's just keep this. Let's keep this where it, where it's at. Maybe have you know some some healthy growth, but you know we're not looking for as aggressive growth. So you know all those objectives are different. It's interesting too what you said a few minutes ago. It's really what it, it, this is another recurring theme on our show is just the importance of being purposeful in in your business in your practice and you know the people that are purposeful and know where they stand and where they want to go. Uh, not surprisingly, move to the uh, to the head of the class. I mean, you know, the people that you are your ideal clients, they're the same ideal clients for us. You know, the people that uh, understand what they know and and want to leverage your your expertise, and they don't try to do your job for you. And you know, in our world, uh, that's that's the same person that that we like to work with as well. And I think you know where. And the other thing, which is important too. I like to talk about, you know, really briefly here because I think it does get a lot of airtime, but I think it's important is, you know, return on investment, ROI. You know, uh, Paul likes to refer to it as, you know, don't be dentist cheap. And, um, you know, a lot of times people like to uh, DIY things or try to, to save money. And, and without realizing that, you know, saving money may mean that you have less patience. And, as I like to say, you know, revenue is is only one of the components, and overhead is only one of the components in in and uh, in, in profit. You know, so if you can't make a lot of money, it doesn't matter how low you keep your overhead. And for me, when you look at marketing and advertising, it's so easy to quantify the uh, the success of what you're doing and and to to look at those dollars. And, and, and tweak those and, and, and whatever you're doing from a marketing standpoint to see what kind of impact it could have for you and, and to be able to monitor that. And it's just, you know, cheaping out when it comes to that is just, uh, is just such a, a mistake, whether it's the practice that Paul said that's doing $100,000 a month or even more so the startup practice who's trying to, to get off the ground and has zero patience. And the people that I see that are the successful startup people you know, a lot of the other folks that we work with, I know we have mutual clients with ideal practices. I mean, those people are locked and loaded from a marketing standpoint before they even open their door, you know, and they've spent some money, yes, but there's the importance of return on that investment and spending money to make money really can't be overlooked. Yeah, I mean, the, the hardest call we get are the people that, you know, just open their practice, they 
got their bank loan. They, you know, built the practice. They hired people and they ran out of money. And then they give us a call and say, oh, my God, I need new patients, you know, but I don't have a budget. What can you do? And, and that's really hard because, you know, I, I, as business owners, we understand. I mean, you know, you're, you're always thinking about how to grow your business and keep it healthy. Um, but you do need to plan for that 100%. I, I love what you said about, you know, the idea of measuring ROI. Um, you know, for us, I think most marketing agencies are going to do some lip service to this, and hopefully, you know, most of them are going to really take it seriously. But, but the key things that you really want to ask, you want to look for. One, um, call tracking is king when it comes to dental marketing right now. Uh, because when you think about it, you know, in the larger world of marketing, we could look at conversions through Facebook pixels and we could, you know, look at shopping cart checkouts. But in the world of dentistry, it's about phone calls and butts and seats. And so using call tracking is essential. Uh, you know, people are probably familiar with the idea of direct mailers, uh, where, where you can have a little call tracking number that redirects to your main number and you can see how many phone calls you got. You can also do this on your website. And it's super cool because it will literally tell you where people come from, whether they come from Facebook from a Google ad, from a Google organic search, and you can really start to say which of my campaigns are, are driving new patients for me, and you can dial that back to an ROI that's pretty clear. So, you know, the, the, next, the next step, of course, is let's create a dashboard that really lets you visualize that data, which, you know, we provide our clients, um, and that should be something that any good marketing campaign is supported by. Yeah, and, that's, and that sort of brings us to another topic, too, which, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that it's, you know, which we talked about a little bit at the outset, that it's not a matter of just rolling out the website or rolling out the Facebook uh, presence that, you know, the, the, the magic really happens when you're making the changes to that and looking what works and, and, and tracking uh, the, the various success and failures of, of different efforts. You know, I'd, I'd assume that some things are going to work great and some things don't. And it's it's the ability to, to continually work with that and 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 improve it and and change it that that is important it's not just like hey i built a website and therefore i'm, I'm finished with my marketing you know it's also exactly. like to me oh sorry uh, laura but i just wanted to point out because i think it's such a good concept as a medium age dentist myself who's you know has multiple practices you and i've, I've made this error myself you know it has to be consistent because most dentists that you talk to they don't want too many new patients at the same time because that's just an exhausting way to dentist because you want you know to consistently bring in a certain amount per month and see some of i'm talking more of like let's say an acquisition or mature practice not a startup but you know they might say bring me 60 new patients next month and as you guys know as as advertisers not all those patients are going to be good patients not all of them are going to have procedures that they want to do but there will be some that are just gold for the practice but you know it's kind of like spreading it out over a 12-month period is a lot easier on your dentist's brain than, you know, trying to sort of juice cleanse your practice, I'd say, and, and get it, you know, be reactive to a uh, downtime. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is, is very insightful and very true. So the thing, too, that, that you guys uh, do and what really, you know, I think is great is that you are focused in the in the dental space, and I think that get, puts you in a in a, in a much, uh, obviously I'm biased to people that, that are, that are dedicated to the dental space, right? Rob loves dentist. He just loves I us do. all. I yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I think that that's a, a really, uh, a significant advantage that, you know, that you bring to, to your clients. So, you know, if you're marketing or working with a new marketing client, you know, do you discuss what, tell us a little bit about the process. You know, is there a discussion about the vision? What types of patients are they looking to attract? You know, what they want their practice to be, 
you know, because I think that's really, you know, an important thing. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So when when we get on the phone with a doc, um, and it's usually me, um, we go through a lot of questions that help me understand, you know, where they are today, where they want to go, what kind of services they're offering, what kind of scalability we have within their four walls, um, what staff they have in place, what services, if I didn't say that one already, just a number of things that kind of help paint a picture for our team here so that when we prescribe um, you know, a, a track for them or some services for them, that it's something that's really going to meet their needs. Um, but in addition to that, once they get on board here, we have a re- we have an incredibly robust process um, considering our size. And I think it's, it's an infrastructure that has uh, delivered clients to the finish line happy time and time and time again. And our onboard call is, is a little bit of homework for the doc. And then any single person who touches their piece of business here at Wondrous Agency sits in a call so they can hear from the horse's mouth who this person is, what they're about, what's important to them, why it's important to them, so that when we craft our campaigns and when we craft our sites and when we craft our branding and all those magnificent things that we do, that it's truly a reflection of who they are as a person and what they want to put into the world because that will impact the patients that come in the door. Yeah, and that's something that if you're not focused in the dental business in the dental industry, you just wouldn't even know what questions to ask, you know. So, you know, I, I think that's why it's important to work with somebody that is, is dental specific. And I'll say this too, like even from my, my own personal experience, and I tell clients this as well when they're going through this process, when you are designing, going through your marketing uh, plan and, and, uh, and, and designing your website and social media and thinking about how all this is going to work, it really is a, a vital exercise, you know, again, we say it's so important to be focused and, and aware of what's going on in your business and to be purposeful. It has really become the it's the 21st century version of a business plan, you know, and, and it really forces you to to take a step back and to to look critically at what you're doing and and to to develop a plan as to where you want to go. And and it could really be an exciting thing. You know, so to me, it it's sort of like it's another sort of good byproduct of going through the, the, the process of, of, of designing a, a marketing plan. Because to, to sit down and think about, okay, what do I really want in my practice? Where do I want to go? What type of patients do I want to have? When do I want to work? You know, what's the plan? Am I trying to bring more people, more patients in? Is it, you know, do I want to hire other associates? This is all part of the same conversation, which is just really purposeful planning. And uh, you know, Paul is, is always very uh, understandably defensive of dentists and, and, and any professional because you're busy and you're out there working and trying to practice your profession while you're running a business. I get it. I do that, too. But this is one of those things that you really can't you can't mail in. You know, you have to take the time to do it. And, and the people that do it and do it well have uh, see great rewards from it. I totally agree. And also, it's just what, you know, it's as you grow into maybe multi, more than one practice, you just have to find a person in your practice that you connect with, whether it's a team uh, assistant, a front desk team member, uh, somebody outside the office that can kind of help you. There's just that, you know, as, as you guys know, as business owners, but especially with dentists that, you know, you just get into this decision fatigue of, you know, having to make so many decisions each day. And when your, you know, marketing team calls you up at 530 and said, okay, let's talk about this. Sometimes you've just lost the ability, the energy to do it. That's why I just thinking having an ally 
in your practice is good. Somebody who fits that mold of wanting to promote it, will post on Instagram and Facebook for you, will we'll connect with you. I think that's important. Um, if you're not in the startup mode and you're in the, uh, you know, the, the running multiple practices mode. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think, you know, being intentional about goal setting is, is so huge and having a, a structure in place to move that forward. I, you know, again, we're talking about sort of, you know, understanding the world of dentistry and, and that's so important for us and our team. And I think anyone working with dentists because a uh, dentist is not a dentist, you know, that's there, there's so many different types of dentistry, so many different goals, you know, understanding that if we're dealing with ortho, we're talking about starts. And if we're, you know, looking at someone who invested in Sarah crown technology, uh, we're talking about how awesome it is to be able to do something in office same day versus working with a client that's really has a great relationship with the lab and talking about the quality that we're going to emphasize there. I mean, all of our practices have different goals, different technology, and, uh, and you know, it's really been um, awesome for us to be able to have a team that's, that's trained in a way that they're able to meet them there right away as opposed to feeling like you're playing catch-up from you. And I, and I think uniquely, and this is just more of a business building thing, but I think uniquely the three of us all have quite a bit in common too. Like we are very much like dentists where, you know, we're a huge part of the business and the revenue every day. We've grown from a hundred dollar bill and a kitchen table to 25 people and 10,000 square feet in, and you know, 150 clients in I think 30 something states now. And so like a lot of the lessons, and we deal with a lot of scratch starts uh, here at Wondrist, but a lot of the things that those docs are going through are things that Michael and I and our team have been through ourselves recently, fairly recently. And so it's really nice to be in a position where I think we can all be empathetic with one another and understand where everybody's at. Um, so that we can give great advice, so that we can give good perspective, and so that we can give marketing strategies that we know are refined and will work well for them. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm, I'm working on this with Rob. He's the lawyer, but we can work on you guys too. I'm going to give you. The, I want to give you the experience of what it's like to drill on a tooth and feel that joy of of dentisting <laughs> all the way in the back of the mouth on someone who doesn't want to be there and know the insurance right. cover because you you know then you'll the em, the empathy will just drop go skyrocket at that point. <laughs> but really good point. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with uh, just kind of shift gears a little bit. So what types of things are, are you seeing that that best practices for for your your a line clients when it comes to, to social media uh, advertising? Yeah, um, you know, there's I think that, you know, the last two years have just been a shift towards people even recognizing that social media is a platform that should be taken seriously. Uh, so to that end, uh, you know, the thing that we like to talk about with our clients that are maybe considering it for the first time, um, you know, I really like to use the analogy of a newspaper. You know, 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, if we're really stretching, you know, everybody had the newspaper delivered to their house. People would come home at the end of the day, they'd flip it open and they'd go there for their news and entertainment. And that was the place that we talk about advertising, right? That's where people's eyeballs were. And that's really the consistent theme here. Where are people's eyeballs? And now if you look at people taking a break at work, people going home at the end of the day, people sitting on a bus, no one has their newspapers open anymore. They've got their phones out and they're scrolling on social media. And, uh, and that's where we're going for better or worse to be informed about the world around us. And so it's a really great place to be able to reach through the screen and, and let people know about you. Um, one important thing to recognize is that, you know, if we if we look at the world of digital search, you know, there's Google AdWords and then there's social ad, there's other stuff in between. But the big distinction is that with Google AdWords, people are searching for something they want right then. So if I was looking for a dentist near me, I'm interested in dentistry at that moment and, and you get served an ad. Whereas on social media, I don't go on Facebook or Instagram 
because I'm looking for a dentist. I just go on because I'm curious about what's happening in the world. However, we've got the ability to reach through the screen and be disruptive and help people discover things. So it's a discovery platform. And I think that, you know, it's, it's a way more affordable way to be able to get your brand out there, to get your name out there. Uh, to answer your question specifically, you know, the big trends that we're seeing right now, um, one, again, just, you know, leading with good content, you know, Facebook Live, really great way to uh, be able to, um, you know, get to the top of Facebook search algorithm, get good content out there. Um, Instagram has really been the platform that's emerged in the last two years that I think a lot of people are spending time on. Um, the other thing I love is, uh, is you know, these, these chat bots. So Facebook has a chat bot, for example, that you can actually leverage through your website. And uh, we're seeing more and more people engage with those chat bots, which is a way to kind of automate uh, information about your practice. So I think there's a lot of cool trends happening right now. Um, you know, uh, stories and Instagram and Snapchat, something that certainly emerged in the last year and a half. And, and I think we're seeing more and more clients use well. But uh, lots of exciting things happening. You have to sift through the noise, though, because there's a lot of new things popping up all the time. And you've got to really find what actually works and helps drive new patients. Yeah, so with the Facebook Live, what, what types of things? Obviously, I, I see the Facebook Lives that, that we do uh, in, in uh, some of the, the, the groups that Paul and I are on, and I see, the, obviously, the ones that Paul does a lot of. You know, what would a, uh, a dentist do as far as a Facebook Live to, uh, to attract uh, uh, patients? Um, we have a number of clients doing a number of really interesting things. I think the thing that I try to keep in mind is it – whether it's good or bad, humans are inherently selfish. And so people need to know what's in it for them. And so if you answer that question before you decide to do a Facebook Live, you're probably going to be in a good place. So I think for a lot of our scratch starts, they have gorgeous, beautiful brand spank and new offices with insane tech in them. And I think a lot of people don't know that dentist office can be like that. And so I think showing off um, an office and an office tour is a good one. I think showing off um, your, if you have expanded or extended hours is a great one so people could come after work. I think if you have online scheduling, something like local med, that's a great one to just do a click below to schedule now. Uh, you know, one other thing that I think is really cool, too, is uh, what Laura's talking about is there's the educational side of it. Yeah. But there's also the fun side, too. And, and you know, and that's where I think I love what Laura said. Understand what, what you're going to be giving people. You can give people information, or you can also just give people a laugh or give them a challenge. And so I think the other things that we see that are really, really helpful, um, you know, if you have a really great office culture, you're doing something silly, uh, you've got a birthday, that's great. Uh, one of the things, and I know, you know, Ideal Practices has been great about championing this, uh, you know, for our practices that really are mission-focused, they have a give, um, that's perfect. You know, being able to challenge the people that are in your Facebook community and saying, hey, listen, this month, this is what we're trying to do. We want you guys to get on board. We want you to share this. We want you to be part of this awesome thing that we're trying to raise money for or donate time for. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I think people really connect with and, and you know, can also uh, just build your brand because people are sharing it and they're commenting on it and they're liking it. One one thing that's very topical is one of our clients just did a shot. Of, it wasn't a live, but it was a very well done and edited um music video challenge where they covered all I want for Christmas is you and, and challenged another dental office. And so they're trying to get that going right now, which has been, it was very funny and very clever. It's got a lot of uh, engagement. It's a, who's on Facebook that we your, does your, that? Your, your, your buddy. Okay. You know, my buddy, too, Cameron. Yeah, Cameron yeah, 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 yeah. Does, He does, does some pretty some, impressive. Does some, does some great does some ones. pretty impressive uh, covers of stuff. Luck, lucky that, that dance craze is the floss, but people really enjoy that now. We, get, we need a new one next year uh, to bring Dennis in, because I've seen that a lot for offices. 
with the floss dance. Uh, we can all work on that at Voices of Dentistry together and unleash it to the world. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, we will. The Amigos flossing. We'll just make it regular flossing and everyone will be disappointed. Yeah. The so, cavity but, is going to be the, the cavity is going to be the dance craze of 2019. You heard it here first. Thanks, nice. <laughs> right. Duly noted. So, but with with the Facebook Lives in that in that context, are are people able to to kind of use that or get, get views on those from? Uh, people that are not friends or already in their network like this. I'm going to profess a little ignorance when it comes to this, but you know, can you use a Facebook live or advertise or boost a Facebook live on Facebook to get to an audience beyond your, uh, your friend network? Yeah. So that's, that's the really exciting thing about social media in general is that, you know, the answer really almost always is yes, unless you decide not to. So, um, there's kind of you know two pieces to how people can discover you. You know, there's if you're doing a Facebook Live, um, you know, people that follow your your page are going to be notified. They're going to say, hey, you know, uh, they're doing a Facebook Live. You should tune in. Um, so this is a, a pro note for people doing uh, Facebook Lives. Uh, one of the hardest things for people that are doing this to start with is you have a tendency because it's awkward to just launch right into it. And you know what you'll notice the people that are really good at this do is they'll jump on and they'll say we're starting in five minutes. And they'll kind of hang out. Maybe a couple friends will join. They'll chat for a couple minutes, and then they'll they'll let an awkward five minutes go by, uh, build some people up, and then they'll start talking. Um, but uh, you know, as far as sort of how does this grow? How do we reach people outside of our, our community? There's two ways. One, organically, uh, as people you know comment on your video or they like your video, um, Facebook has an algorithm that wants to put good content in front of. Uh, people that haven't seen similar content before and so they'll say okay, you know if Laura likes something that Rob posted uh, Maybe some of Laura's friends are gonna like that content that Rob posted as well So they're gonna start to put that into their feeds as well So so organically Facebook is gonna spread that content out and show it to people that have not seen it before but The other thing we can do and this is the next pro level tip is if you have a video that you created you think it's really good This could be a Facebook live video. It could just be a video that you upload uh, you can you can boost that video or create a Facebook ad, slightly separate things, and you can actually define an audience. You could say, I want to just show this to everybody in San Diego, or I want to show this to moms between the ages of 25 and 45 in San Diego, um, or I want to show this to people that like these other pages on Facebook. So you can really do a lot of very cool targeting to put that content in front of people that have never seen you before. That's cool. And it is amazing when you talk about trends. I mean, this is stuff that just even two years ago, it just really didn't yeah. exist. And, and I have a question for you guys as a dentist. And, you know, I actually just, I had a really a cool experience. I, I uh, interviewed a dentist with 100,000 Instagram followers, Dr. Desiree Yazdan in California. And we talked for an hour about, we did a webinar and it was great. It was, it was actually on my Dental Nachos uh, Facebook Live, you know, page. So that was just a great way to share content. And I would even given, you know, a complimentary CE. But when we were talking, you know, Maybe, you know, I noticed this on Instagram, you know, dentists on Instagram are, are really promoting that they themselves are dentists, right? You know, on their page. Uh, but mainly, excuse younger on Instagram. I'm just curious what a dentist on Facebook, you know, I have like 700, you know, followers on my office page, but, you know, over 4,000 friends. Would it, would it be valuable to share more dentistry stuff on your personal profile? I really think so. I mean, it, this is a tough one, and, and you know, this is where I think we cross uh, an uncanny valley when we're advising our, our clients because it's, it's a personal feel thing. You know, some people just say, listen, my private life is my private life, 
and I don't think that good marketing should ever get in the way of that or jeopardize it. But the the uh, nuts and bolts answer is yes. I think that social media is a people connecting with people, and so that we see a personal brand being much more successful at pushing a message than a business brand. I think that's something that uh, that has certainly played out for us. Yeah, I mean, just an anecdotal thing is uh, if Wondrous Agency's account on Instagram and my personal account on Instagram goes and follows the same 10 people, I will get more refollows on my personal account, which I pretty much don't post anything super dentistry specific. I'll post like our culture and my personal life versus the the follows that Wondrous still get. If well, that gives well you I, I think I love what you said, Laura, about what's in it for me. I talk about that in my uh, lectures all the time. We're talking about talking to patients about implants. But I also think the other part of the human brain is I don't want there to be anything in it for you sometimes. So I think sometimes they just, you know, interact, which is normal. You, I'd see, you know, you just sort of sometimes keep businesses at arm's length and people yep. you embrace and nothing bad or good about it. But I just, I see that, I see that as a, as a newbie on Instagram, we're going to get Rob on Instagram soon. And I see that, I, you know, <laughs> I like seeing watching these dentists do these things and you know, they're my colleagues, but I'm, I'm kind of mentally befriending them on Instagram as they share about themselves. And I, you know, maybe that's just a good tool for Facebook because I think a lot of older people are still using Facebook and those might be good dental clients in your community. Yeah, I mean, the other the, the good news for anyone that's on Facebook is, um, you know, Facebook owns Instagram. And so when it comes to Facebook's ad network, uh, you can, you know, you can promote content uh, from Facebook into Instagram's ad network and, and the two have a reciprocal relationship. So, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, people don't realize that Facebook and Instagram are really held in the same company. And so there is a lot of overlap. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, I mean, we're talking about trends now. So the first you're saying, you know, basically the videos and the social and the Facebook Live. I think the other trend that you mentioned, uh, Michael, are the, the, the chat boxes. Um, let's just talk about that for, for a couple of minutes. Uh, what, what are you referring to for people that are not familiar with that when you talk about chat boxes? Yeah, well, I think there's actually two pieces to that. What we really like to, to call it is sort of this, this way to uh, engage people on your website. And so I think, you know, these, these live chat boxes or uh, the other key piece is, you know, the ability to online schedule, uh, you know, is, is really something that we're just seeing take off for, for our clients. I want to talk about online scheduling first and then we'll talk about the, you know, the, the live chat. But, um, you know, I think for a long time, and this is specifically on websites and it can also be on social media, you know, I've seen a trend where a lot of people's websites have a button that says schedule now. And I would say 70, 80% of the time when you click on that, there's a form that you fill out. And right away, you look at that form and you're like, I'm not scheduling anything online. Right. It's going to be something emailed. They're going to call me. It's just like, well, you know, what the heck? But there's some really great tools out there, um, you know, LocalMed, ZocDoc. I believe Solution Reach recently uh, launched a product um, that's, that, you know, all basically sync up with your scheduling platform and let you schedule uh, from your website. Now, what we love about this is I think about myself. When I get to work, I grind, I'm plugged in, I've got meetings back to back all day. Then I get to the end of the day at 6.30, 7 o'clock, I go home and I say, I gotta schedule my dental appointments. And I call the office and of course they're closed. But I can go online now and you can leave this in your voicemail. You can say you can go online and schedule 24 seven and people that you would have lost their attention are going on and they're scheduling. The thing people freak out about is they say, well, they're gonna totally screw my schedule up. Not the case, you can set parameters about when they can schedule, how they can schedule, what appointments they need to do, information they need to fill out. So it's, it's super, super integrated, which is really cool. And then the best way to support that 
is to have live chat on your website. And live chat is just so cool. Um, it's, it's a way for people to connect with your front desk or someone else on your team to be able to ask questions. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, we, unfortunately, I'm someone who loves to pick up the phone. I'm old fashioned, but I know that the way society is shifting, you know, daily is to say, you know, how do we do this quicker? How do I do it through text message? How do I not have to talk to another human being? And live chat really lets you communicate with patients, you know, where they're at online and, and put a face to it. We have that on our website. People use it all the time. It's a way for us to, you know, get to know new dentists, and it's been super effective. So, Michael, I don't, I don't want to cut you off. I just, I just want to jump in because I'm the only dentist in the trenches here. All of you are civilians out there. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I am. People have called me uh, uh, kindly annoying, sometimes just annoying, but uh, I call myself kindly annoying. And, and local med represents, and I am one of their key opinion leaders, so I get like a free puppy with every uh, referral. But I, I will tell you what you were saying is you said you go home at six thirty and seven and schedule. But what I have found is that is not the case at all. It's usually people are thinking about the dentist at the strangest times because sometimes it's 11 at night or four in the morning and I get to my phone all our local med appointments and it's just unreal when people are making dental appointments and they would never have made them because our office is closed and they would have lost the momentum. So for us, that's been one of the greatest things we've added over the past year for two reasons. When you guys market, you know, you drive them to a site and then they can schedule on local med for a new patient. Right. So that's, that's a great tool. Yeah. It's, it's just such a cool tool. I mean, we, we really, uh, it's a best practice for all of our clients. And I, I, for me, if I think about running a dental practice, I cannot come up with a lot of good reasons why. The thing that I will add in, uh, is it really is amazing for existing patients because if you leave it on your answering machine, which I was said, Hey, Sorry, we missed you, but you can schedule online. I would actually use local med if they didn't, if I didn't have any new patient schedule, and I would just have existing patient schedule because we have an inordinate amount of existing patients schedule their cleaning visits through local med, which is just keep you know great for them. You know, they just go on, they schedule, and they're Easy. in the schedule. Yeah, so they keep up with their cleanings. It's good for their their dental health, and it's good for us. So I just wanted to to chime in there with that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. So, uh, any other trends uh, that that you guys see in the uh, in the dental marketing uh, world that that uh, people should be aware of? Yeah, I mean, I think there's kind of two more that that you know, Laura and I were talking about uh, on the car ride over. Um, you know, one of them is just an increased emphasis on you know understanding that that traffic is coming to your website through mobile. Now, I think again, the last two years, I think everybody got the freak out email from every marketing agency under the sun saying. Google is, you know, shifting to mobile first indexing. Uh, you have to have a mobile optimized site and everybody scrambled and got their mobile optimized sites and we get it, right? You know, you need a mobile optimized site. Cool. Check the box. But in keeping with our conversation about, you know, is it enough to check the box? The thing that we've really been talking a lot about and, and incorporating in our design is, uh, is understanding how people use mobile. You know, are, 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 we, are we designing an experience that's going to actually um, help patients, prospective new patients, um, learn about us and pick up the phone and call? So I think that's been a huge trend. Uh, as far as the data that we're seeing, um, you know, I've been watching this for, you know, over six years and, uh, and just in the dental space, you know, longer than that in, in sort of a larger capacity. And, um, you know, we're seeing you know, 50% or more of, of website traffic coming from mobile devices right now, uh, and in some cases, 70, 80%, and that depends on the campaigns that we're running. But, you know, recognizing that, I think it's helpful for any dentists that are, are listening to, you know, go on your site, on your phone, 
and ask yourself, is this a good experience? Am, am I getting what I need here? Or, or do I need to put some of those core things like schedule on local med, phone number, easy menu, uh, you know, bio of the doctor, reviews? Is that stuff, does that need to go higher? Does it need to be accessible on mobile in a way that's more friendly? So, um, so asking that question is a huge trend uh, that we're going to you know, continue to talk about. But the last one uh, that I'm so excited about, because I think this is kind of like breaking new ground, um, you know, one thing that we're seeing in sort of the, just the larger space outside of dentistry is people using um, online services to reduce their need to do things in the real world. For example, um, you know, I increasingly am ordering food online. Yeah, I'm busy during the day. I'm going on Uber Eats. Uber Eats brings me food. Um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly finding ways to, to have hacks that will save me time. And I think that dentistry has not had uh, as much of that. Um, and so one thing that, you know, and this is a little self-serving, but one thing that, that Wondrous has been working on is a new product called Your Virtual Consult. And, uh, and I think it's, it's indicative of a larger trend that we're going to see in the industry. There's certainly other areas that this is popping up. But the general idea is how do we get people to be able to take a picture of their teeth if they, they need some cosmetic work done, send it to our dentist, and then give them a compliant, easy-to-use platform to be able to send a video consult back. And, and for all the dentists that just rolled their eyes and said, well, that's not how it works, uh, I need to have someone sit down in the chair, we 100% agree. For me, this is a pre-consult. It's a way for someone to get comfortable. And so what we're really excited about is you know, being able to reach through the computer or the phone and be able to have people that have anxiety about the dentist, don't want to take off work, don't want to be sold, uh, actually have a new way to get to know our dentists and have them with the video say, listen, I see people like you every day. I know I can help you. With someone like you, this is what we would do. Uh, you know, there's a link connected to this video response to our local med uh, that lets you schedule. Let's get you in. Let's do this right. Let's, let's you know, fix the smile. And so I think, you know, finding ways to do some of this stuff virtually, whether it's a consult, um, you know, or other ways that we can sort of share information with clients is going to be a huge trend in 2019. I think that's great. I, I actually uh, cool. might be an overshare, but I one time did that with a dermatologist. I had this rash thing. They let me send in a picture because by the time I scheduled the rash, that's the joke. It's like they, you can't get you in for six weeks. I'm like, the rash will be gone by then. And uh, it was just a great way to communicate with them. Like I sent this picture in, uh, was down the shore, and then uh, they sent, they called in something for me, and it was a great Tool. I, I want to ask Rob though. Was I violating HIPAA on myself? Am I violating it on myself? Because I always feel like I'm violating HIPAA. Can you violate on yourself? I, I, I think you just waved it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure I'm waving my HIPAA violation right. I don't know. If that's the thing, but uh, I think that would be really super cool. It does sound neat. I mean, it's yeah. it's a great idea. I mean, it's, yeah. everything else is being purchased online now, yeah. and in those services, there's an expectation to be able to do that. And if you have the opportunity, as you said, Michael, to to do that at a time of of your choosing and your leisure. Uh, and, and a dentist is, is able to accommodate that, it uh, has to put that dentist at a competitive advantage. Yeah, we, we think so. And, and so, you know, it's something that we certainly expect to see that trend broaden, you know, whether it's consults or, or other areas of dentistry or the, the medical space. Certainly, I think the medical space has already forged into, into that area. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, with your healthcare provider, they're going to they're gonna offer that video option now. So it's something that we're already seeing roll out in society. But um, certainly... Uh, we are a society of convenience, and so I think that, you know, that is going to be a trend that, that continues to, to broaden itself out. We'll get you on it, Dr. Goodman. We'll Thanks. Give you the hookup. I appreciate it. Uh, this is all, this has really been great stuff. I mean, and again, it's just back to what I said at the outset, you know, it's the difference between doing things and doing things well, Paul. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, what we're concluding on here is just the wondrous people are definitely at the uh, at the forefront when it comes to 
to thinking about uh, what the best ways are to, to position uh, a dental practice in a, a competitive uh, environment now, which is becoming increasingly more competitive. Yeah. So thanks, guys, for, for taking the time. Um, how can our listeners uh, find you if they wanted to uh, yeah. reach you? Great question. Um, go to wondrousagency.com. And if you guys are interested in chatting, uh, you can click the button that says chat with Laura and it will link directly to my calendar and you can find a time that works for you and we can set that up. Awesome. And we'll be sure to uh, put that in our, our show notes. And uh, Laura and, and Michael, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time. Thanks, guys. I didn't forget about their seafood yeah, tacos, so I'm going to be there. <laughs> and, and we look forward right. to seeing you at the uh, Voices of Dentistry uh, in about a month. See you guys there. Thanks for listening to another great podcast with the Dental Amigos. And don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified. If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on the dentalamigos.com. If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.